Hello and happy day! Have you reminded yourself to slow down today? To reduce the noise? To listen? My name is Igor, SF Walker, and I'm here to remind people to slow down, to reduce the noise, to walk their lives into a natural flow. Welcome back to the Book of the Week series. Every week, as I read another amazing title, I share it with the world. Today, we look at When Breath Becomes Air by Paul Kalanithi. Be ready. Be seated. See what courage sounds like. See how brave it is to reveal yourself in this way. But above all, see what it is to still live, to profoundly influence the lives of others after you're gone by your words. In a world of asynchronous communication, where we're so often buried in our screens, our gaze rooted to the rectangular objects buzzing in our hand, our attention consumed by the ephemera. Stop and experience this dialogue. Listen to Paul. Suddenly, now I know what I want. I want the counselors to build up higher, to let my ashes drop and mingle with the sand, lose my bones amongst the driftwood and my teeth amongst the sand. I don't believe in the wisdom of children, nor in the wisdom of the old. There is a moment, a cusp, when the sum of gathered experiences is worn down by the details of living. We are never so wise as when we live in this moment. I've come to see the language as almost a supernatural force existing between people, bringing our brains, shielded in a centimeter-thick skull, into communication. A word meant something only between people, and life's meaning, its virtue, had something to do with the depth of the relationships we form. It was the relational aspect of humans, human relationality, that underlined this meaning. Yet somehow, this process existed only in brains and bodies, subject to their own psychological imperatives, prone to breaking and failing. For amid that unique suffering, invoked by severe disease, the suffering often felt more by families than by patients. It is not merely the physicians who do not see the full significance. The families who gather around their beloved do not usually recognize the full significance either. They see the past, the accumulation of memories, the freshly felt love, all represented by the body before them. The physician sees the possible futures, the breathing machines connected through a surgical opening in the neck, the pasty liquid dripping through a hole in the belly, the possible long, painful, and only partial recovery, or sometimes more likely no return at all, of the person they remember. In these moments, Paul acted not as death's enemy, but as its ambassador. Years ago, it had occurred to him that Darwin and Nietzsche agreed on one thing, that the defining characteristics of the organism is striving. Death might be a one-time event, but living with a terminal illness is a process. If only I knew how many months or years I had left. Tell me three months, I'd spend time with my family. Tell me one year, I'd write a book. Give me ten years, I'd get back to treating diseases. The truth that you live one day at a time doesn't help. What am I supposed to do? 
Science may provide the most useful way to organize empirical, reproducible data, but its power to do so is predicated on its inability to grasp the most central aspects of human life. Hope, fear, love, hate, beauty, envy, honor, weakness, striving, virtue. Human knowledge is never contained in one person. It actually grows from the relationships we create with each other in the world, and it is never complete. And truth comes somewhere above all of them, where the sower and the reaper can rejoice together. For here the saying is verified that one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Others have done the work and you are sharing the fruits of their labor. When you come to one of the many moments in life when you must give an account of yourself, provide a ledger of what you have been and done and meant to the world, do not, I pray, discount that you have filled a dying man's days with deceited joy, a joy unknown to me in all my prior years, a joy that does not hunger for more, but rests satisfied. In this time, right now, that is an enormous thing. If you have enjoyed this video, please do like it and share it with the world. Subscribe to my channel and you can find a direct link to this book in the description below. Get it and read. Thank you. Love and respect.